Welcome to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. Let's dig in. Now, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, this gentleman was the highest ranking general of one of Israel's most persistent enemies at the time. But if you read your Bible carefully and really pay attention, you'll discover that God not only uses your friends, he'll also use your enemies to accomplish his purposes. A pastor friend of mine says, he says, the circumstances we ask God to change are often the circumstances God is using to change us. He says, he was a great and an honorable man, a very capable person with solid character to match. But I want you to watch this next clause here. It says, in the eyes of his master. Now, I've been around long enough to know that ability is vital to success, but never underestimate the importance of chemistry, the importance of learning how to get along well with others. You see, your hard skills may get you in the door. Your hard skills may get you the job. But it's the soft skills of learning how to get along well with others that will get you promoted. And this man, Naaman, had these hard and soft skills, and he had a great relationship with the king. And then it goes on, it says, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. Now, Naaman was not yet a worshiper of the Lord, but God still used his military prowess, his, his gifts, his ability. Even though he wasn't considered a holy man, he was nonetheless an honorable man, the Bible says. The Bible said he was a great man, all those things. But despite the fact he did not know the Lord, pay attention, God used him to take down the most wicked king in all Israel's history, King Ahab. And what I want you to see here is God sees all and God knows all, and he will eventually set things right because he's God, but we got to let him handle it in his way and in his time. It continues, again, this man doesn't know the Lord, but he still has some positive attributes about him. He was also a mighty man of valor. He was exceptional, the Bible is saying here. Uh, that, that term, uh, mighty man of valor, is, is used a few times throughout the Scripture, and it means a, a person who shows great courage in the face of danger. So we, we see this man is brave, he's strong, but he's also loved by the king. It says he was a man or a mighty man of valor, watch this, but, but a leper. All of us have some buts in our lives. I have a good job, but. I love my spouse, but. I'm thankful, but. I'm healthy, but. I'm happy, but. But what I want you to see here is God knew Naaman's butt long before Naaman did. 
And God was already working on a plan to address it. Nothing is too big for God to handle or too small for God to notice. So here we have this man, a man's man, a powerful man, a very accomplished man, but a leper. Great things were happening in one part of his life, in his career, and all the rest. But the very worst things that could have happened in that time in history in another. Most of us have heard of Rick Warren. He's a very famous pastor. And after he released one of uh, Christianity's best-selling books of all times, you know, of course the Bible's first, but in that top 50, you're going to also find uh, Rick Warren's purpose-driven life. Right after he published that book, his wife was diagnosed with cancer. And he made this comment. I want to read it to you. He said, life is like parallel rails on a train track. Just like the two tracks, the good and hard parts of life often occur at the same time. So. Naaman was at the top of his game, but he was also tormented and in a a greater crisis than at any other time in his his lifetime. And if you don't maintain a sense of humor in life, life's ups and downs will swallow you whole. Because it's never all one thing without another. Life runs on two tracks. You got the positive and the negative. And if you can't enjoy the positive just because there's some negative, you're not going to make it to the end of your journey. You hear what I'm saying? And I know everybody wants a single rail, but that's not the way things operate. Now, we get to glory, it will be different. But until we get there, we got to deal with the good and the bad. And the Syrians had gone out on raids. They had conquered God's people, well, at least defeated them, and then they sneak into the nation and they seal slaves. And it brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. How many of you know becoming a slave is not a good thing? But as bad as becoming a slave was, I want you to see that God was still working a plan for this young lady. This young lady lost her family lost her freedom, lost her land, but she still believed in a God that works all things together for good. Nothing surrendered to God's control is ever out of God's control. And even in the midst of the worst thing happening to her, she obviously surrendered that thing to God because we see her attitude in the verses to come. It says, she waited on Naaman's wife despite her personal situation. She maintained an attitude of service. She was attentive. She was caring. And for some of us, all we got to do is have one little tiny bad thing happen, you know, at three o'clock, but we milk it the rest of the day. You hear what I'm saying? So she had, here she is. She's a young lady. I mean, listen, you know, you get my age, you don't really care what's going to happen. You know, it's like I I live my life, But, but she has a whole life in front of her. And she's going to spend it as a slave. Despite that, we're about to discover she's serving 
with a pleasant attitude. She's not consumed with her own issues. She waited on Naaman's wife. And this is what I've learned in my life. You got to become the person you want to become before you can become it. If you want to be free, start acting free. If you want to be brave, start acting brave. In fact, if you want to be happy, start acting happy. Listen, I'm going to get on your nerves just a little bit this morning. Here's what I've learned in my short life. Most of us will only be as happy as we make up our mind to be. I've seen, I've traveled the globe. I've been in nations around the world, and I've seen people with less. I mean, people that had a piece of bread for lunch, not sure about dinner, happier than some of us in our, you know, you, come on, come on. Yeah, in, in our Mercedes, in our Lexus, in our hybrids, in our five-bedroom house with running water, flushing toilets, streets without holes, television, electricity. We are only as happy, I'm learning, as we choose to be. I, I know, I know that's not going anywhere. You will never be a success acting like a victim. Then this slave girl said to her mistress, woe is me, you don't know all the pain I'm going through. It's not fair that I'm here. I shouldn't be your slave. Watch it. If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him. This girl became a slave, and she's concerned about her master. How many have heard of what they call, it's, it's anecdotal, it can't be proven by science, but how many have heard of six de degrees of separation? Yes. Okay, a few of us, because there used to be a movie, if you're old enough, there was a movie about that. And, and it's the idea that anyone can be introduced to any other person in the world through a chain of just six people or less. Sometimes it might be nine or ten, sometimes it's just two or three. But as we started this story, we've already gone through three degrees. Naaman's wife was person number one. She knew a girl, person number two, the slave girl, who knew a prophet, person number three. You see, the world is much smaller than we may think, especially today with all the social media and all the rest. If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, the only way they heard about this prophet was through this girl. So don't despise, you know, your particular situation. Your voice matters, and God knows the right bird to carry that voice wherever it needs to go. For he would heal him of his leprosy. And what we see here is that God used prophets and his servants to heal in the old covenant before he did in the new. And by the way, when it got to the new, it exploded. Why? Because under the old covenant, it was ratified by the, the blood of bulls and goats. But in the new covenant, pay attention, if God healed under a covenant of bulls and goats, you better believe in the new covenant based on the blood of his son, God is still a healer. So we shouldn't be surprised by the healing power of God exploding when Jesus walked the earth. For he would heal him of his leprosy. The issue is never God's willingness to heal, 
but our learning how to tap into God's healing power. And then verse 4 says, and Naaman, which now becomes the fourth person, went in and told his master, and that master is the king of Syria, who now becomes the fifth person in the chain. And he said this, he repeats the, 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 the words of, of the little girl. Thus and thus said the girl who was from the land of Israel, never underestimate the power of one voice. This girl lost everything, but she didn't lose her testimony. And many of us, we have a little setback, a little disappointment. We feel justified acting like the devil. But this little girl became a slave, a slave, away from her land, her people, her language, her tongue. She had to learn a whole new culture. She was still concerned. She showed the love of God to the people she was serving in her life. Can you learn from this little girl? Despite the setback, despite the disappointment, despite how unfair the thing that happened to you is, can you still get over yourself long enough to care about the needs of another. You may have lost everything, but if you still have faith, you have more than enough to start it all over again, to get it all back again. If I lose everything but keep my faith, I have hope. This little girl lost everything but kept her testimony. Of faith. She's still speaking about her God despite her loss. Can you speak about your God even when you're in a situation that don't look too good? Even when your life is crying out, God's abandoned you. God has forsaken you. God has left you. And I'm sure part of her brain was saying, well, Lord, if you love me, how could this have happened? But despite all of that, the testimony of God remained in her mouth. And because of it, verse 5, then the king of Syria said, go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So here, six degrees of separation, the king becomes the sixth person who finally connected uh, Naaman and Elijah. So Naaman departed and took with him 10 talents of silver. This, this, is, this is hundreds of pounds, 6,000 shekels of gold. I mean, this is, this, is a, this is a king's ransom. And 10 changes of clothing. See, back in that day, you did not go before a great person without bringing a gift. Um, likewise, that's why even you see in the church why we bring our gifts to God as part of worship, because he is the great I am. And we are acknowledging his greatness by laying down our, our, our offerings and our sacrifices before him. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel. Now again, all of this happened because of the resilience, the bounce back of this young slave girl. A little girl who refused to spend the rest of her life being a victim. The rest of her life being bitter. The rest of her life drowning on the circumstances that happened that weren't fair. Now, I know I, I might at times have to work harder in my life because of things that might have happened to me, but I'll never be defined by it. And this little girl would not let herself be defined by her past. 
and she continued to honor and represent her God. Skip to verse 9. The Naaman went with his horses and chariot. Now, this, this great man, this number two in the nation of Syria, is moved by the voice of a little Jewish slave girl. Don't tell me what one voice can't do. And he stood at the door of the prophet's house. Your testimony is going to determine whether or not people show up in God's house. How you act when it hurts. I know I got six amens, but how it acts, how you act when it hurts is what earns the respect of those watching your life. And we have to earn the right to speak into people's lives. And people don't want a fake gospel. People don't want an unturned gospel. They want a gospel that's been real in somebody's life. That, that when they see a smile on someone's face despite the facts. When they say peace in someone's heart despite what's people are going through, what that person's going through. The proof of our Christianity is in the fire of living. And this little girl, you know, no one knew about her, but she was living this thing. And because of it, her voice reaches the highest place in government. It reaches the king's ear. And Elisha sent a message to him saying, go and wash to the Jordan uh, seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be what? Clean. Humility is your willingness to learn despite how much you think you know. Let me say that again. Humility is your willingness to learn regardless of how much you think you know. I know for some people, the worst thing that has ever happened to them is they put doctor in front of their name. Because at that point, they felt they arrived and they, they no longer had to learn anything. We are all in process. None of us have arrived. We are all growing and becoming what God wants us to become. And I found at least in my life, God hides his greatest gifts in humble places. God showed up for Noah in a floating zoo, the ark. God showed up for Abraham, not when he was a young, young stripping man that, that could easily have a baby, but he showed up for Abraham in his old age. He showed up for Moses in a little common bush he set on fire. He showed up for Balaam in a donkey, Daniel in a lion's den, Hosea in an unfaithful wife, Jesus in a manger. God's ways are not our ways. And there's a church in, in, in Jerusalem or thereabouts that in order to enter the church, you, you, the issue is the door is about this high. And in order to enter the church, you have to bow down to get in. And they were asking the designer, the architect of the building, you know, beautiful building and everything, but why did you design the door so poorly? The gist of it is I'm making a point. The only way you can come to the kingdom, into the kingdom, is if you bow down. 
Many of us are making observations from the outside of the church about the church, but you haven't bowed down to enter. And access to God is through Christ our Lord. And you got to bow down before the cross. You got to bow down before God. I, I appreciate your intelligence. I appreciate your intellect. We live in the, one of the most educated parts of the country. There are more doctorates, more master's degree, you know, postgraduate degree, than, than maybe there's one or two other places, but, but any other area in the country. But what we have to learn is there's just a limited space between our two ears. And we are talking to a God who has always been. Now listen, you might have 30, 40, 50, some of you 60, 70, 80, and a couple of you might even be approaching 90. But compare that with an eternal perspective. Someone who has always been, who sees everything that has been, will be all at the same time. Imagine the intellect of that being. So for us to come before God even with 250 years, and we think that we might know a little something, we've only begun to know, and what we know we don't know completely yet, and what we must do as smart as you, and I know you're smart, I know you are smart, you are smart. But you got to learn to put all that aside. You say, Lord, as smart as I think I am, you are wiser, you are smarter. If you say left, I say left. If you say right, I say right. If you say forward, I say forward. If you say step backwards, I step backwards. You are Lord. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. We also invite you to partner with Derek Rear Ministries in bringing the life-changing and impactful teachings of God's Word to the world. Get started by visiting DerekRear.com by clicking the link in the description.